it's here. This oh, is the week. Wow. It just never ends. No. It's arrived. Forever Tober. We're here. We are. We made it. I'm excited. We celebrated, sort of, right? I Ish. told every day. Okay. Every right. fudge sucking day. I meant to watch a lot of horror this month, but I just end up watching, I've been binge watching Insatiable on Netflix. I don't even know what that I know. is. Yeah. It's actually a pretty cool show. I'd recommend it. Um, And I watched Mid Midsummer. That was a cool horror movie. But I've been keeping Halloween in my heart. I haven't abandoned it. No, I know it just, neither. It sounds like you're you're being cagey now. Because I, I want to do more, but I still have time. You do? You, yeah. I can have my own like Bob or uh, not Bob Cratchit. Yeah, my own Bob Cratchit moment. No, I guess to be Ebenezer, wouldn't it? Well, if you mean that you're going to change your ways at the last second and yeah. redeem the holiday, yeah, yes. then it's okay. Scrooge. No, Cratchit was a pretty solid dude all the way through. Yeah, that yeah. was Tiny Tim's dad, right? Yes, it was. Sad story. Tim Cratchit. Fucking wow. Sad story. Nobody ever yeah. says that. No, no one ever talks about good old Tim Good old Cratchit. Timmy Cratchit. Well, didn't he not make it, right? Hop along, Cratchit. No, he fucking made it. I remember the, the ghost was like, well, there's no, his he, grave. He died. And he had his little, he had his crutch. Ebenezer got his shit straight and like bought him a turkey and paid for a new leg or something. I don't know. Yeah, Timmy Cratchit. God bless us, everyone. Yeah, see, I like Little the... Little Timmy Cratchit. I like the Scrooge version better. <laughs> I gotta say, this is a lot of Christmas talk for our final no, Halloween right. pod. It's true. Fuck? It's true. All it's right, my so, fault. Yeah, I, I digressed a little bit, but we're gonna bring it back on track to fucking Halloween. Please. Because we're gonna fucking do it. All right. Yeah. I don't know if you need to swear quite so much. Calm just... down, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Pump. Hey, Mark, why don't you pump your brakes? What the fuck are you doing? Why don't you stop ripping missiles in Chris's fucking oh, apartment complex? That. Um, so, yeah, Oogie Spooky, we're doing it. Uh, thank you all so very much for your Patreon contributions. Uh, those can be made at patreon.com slash Podcast. Um, they, oh, we recently put up an interview that I did with uh, my wife, actually. I can't wait to hear that, the actually. Dubno, uh, the Dubno alien abduction sex, which is kind of fun. Oh, my God. That's I, something every couple, yeah. actually, you need to have that talk with your significant other. Yeah, you need to know. Yeah, well, uh, there's a little bit of an audio issue because I recorded on my iPhone, and she's a little bit low in there, but you but you can hear. It's it's good. And also, too, I did broach the um, the subject of elf sex. Oh, that 15, so you just covered all the bases. Yeah, all the... The, 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 the special $15 tier. Yeah, the $15 tier. From elves from here to the Mississippi. Yeah. Oh, don't tell be. me. So, I, I, I can't wait to hear her reaction. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. It was I awesome. bet I so, can guess. Thank yeah. y'all to everyone over there that supports us. Oh, I never even introduced us. No. Welcome to the Kryptonite Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me as always is... Tim Cratchit. Oh, wow. Tim Cratchit. Welcome back Timmy. from the dead. You got it, bitch. Rob Morphins. Thank y'all so very much. Um, T Public. We recently launched a new t-shirt over there. It's we the sure uh, a, a riff on the Black Sabbath Volume 4. It's a Heller Space. With a... Tis. With a, oh, don't with give a, it up. Don't give it up. Oh, I shouldn't say. What well, no. The, I want to see if anyone picks up on what the okay. illustration with is. With an illustration that I rather enjoyed making. Yeah. So. Of something that I will not... Yeah, I guess we're not going to tell you. <laughs> we'll just see if anyone know, if anyone can figure out what the illustration is. We'll see because we're, we're that story is going to get done soon. I really hope it might be a, a series. It's going to have to be. It's, yeah, because there's quite a lot to it. But <clears throat> so yeah, that's over at T Public. You can check that out. Um, we got pins and stickers and magnets. It's a thing. It's there. Yeah. Thank you all to everyone that's purchased them. I really hope they're not garbage because I'm going to feel like a dick if they are. I really hope not too. Yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll be alright. What I do love is magnets, though. I we mean, I'm, magnets, I'm yeah. stupid for magnets. I love collecting them, so 
Um, I hope they don't suck because I would like to put them all over my fridge. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if they do suck, um, email us and let us know. Yeah, please do. And then yeah. we'll, we'll just not be making people buy those anymore. We'll probably apologize and we'll figure out a way to compensate you for your troubles. And there you go. Yes. Done that's and what, done. That's what we do. We, you know, because we're stand-up crypto kids. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. All right. So now this story this week, this is... We've had a couple that were like, oh, this is our favorite. This is the one. And they may have, you know, we may have blown them up in our minds to something that they weren't. But this one is definitely one of the all-time favorites. A fucking legend. I'm not trying to throw shade at the Dover Demon, but we were all excited about it. And then we got to it and we were like, oh, that's right. He leaned a that's, lot. He leaned, yeah. <laughs> he's got a cantaloupe head. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And I, look, and if you're listening to Dover Demon, I'm not dissing you. You're probably super cool. And I hope you're, you're out there doing your shit with stone walls and whatever you're doing in Boston. Totally. It's cool. But. He's got to be a mason by now. Yeah. Geez, oh, yeah. He's Grand definitely Master. in the union. Definitely. But this, to use your term, stone cold classic. Indeed. And rides the line a little bit. Because you're not really sure what it could be. It can go a lot of different directions. It could. It might be the most famous uh, entity we have ever, ever dealt with. And we've done some big uh, boys like Flatwoods yeah. and a few others. But uh, but this might be the first real superstar. Let's get started with Spring-Heeled Jack. It is on. Oh, man. Let's see if I can muster some, uh, a, a little bit here. A little oozre. A little uh, A little ah. Uh. A little ah. Uh. <laughs> a little ah. Uh, a little ah. Uh. Uh. Yeah, if, if I can get the spirit of Halloween... Just in me enough to get this out properly without having to do four takes. That would be fucking awesome. I got faith. All right, so well, let's, let's do it. Let's praise the pumpkin, all of us. Always. Real quick, praise hail. the pumpkin. Hail, hail, hail the pumpkin. Hail the goat. Hail praise Satan. the pumpkin. Hail, hail the, the goat. goat. There you go. <laughs> all right, let's get started with bursting into the Victorian era like a diabolical supervillain. This red-eyed, flame-spewing, cape-clad thug terrorized first London, then all of England, during a nearly 70-year reign of terror that some say was of a demonic or even extraterrestrial origin. But what others insist was a prosperous cabal of scientifically gifted and supernaturally endowed men who assumed the guise of this enigmatic entity Boom. for nefarious purposes far beyond the comprehension of mere mortals. Christopher, give me a creepy laugh. Ah. Oh, God, that was perfect. That was flawless. <laughs> you see? That was the spirit of Halloween we didn't praise, we didn't hail a pumpkin and praise yeah, the goat, right? Yeah. Well, you, got it, you got it backwards. All right. Praise whatever. the pumpkin, hail the goat. Sorry, whatever. Well, oh, hail. Let's hail, just hope we live to see another Halloween goat. to get it right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Spring Hill Jack. Robert. I fucking love this legend. Okay. One of the most intriguing and disturbing unsolved cases in paranormal history surrounds the iniquitous exploits of a helmet-clad, high-jumping madman whose true identity, or identities, remains as mysterious today as it did 67 years ago. While his real name remains unrecorded, the press of the era gave him a moniker that has echoed through the centuries, invoking a sense of mystery and dread one that suited his uncanny agility and inexplicable ability to make death-defying, bionic-caliber leaps unharmed. The name? Spring-Heeled Jack. Described by eyewitnesses as being a tall, thin man with sharp, devilish features and pointed ears, this rogue was said to be arrayed in a long black cape, a white, form-fitting suit, a steel helmet, and, most disturbingly, 
metallic gloves tipped with razor sharp claws. So real quick, this um, I think the overall awards for best outfit goes to Spring Hill. Oh, he Jack. wins every costume because he competition. looks fucking dope. There's an old school like Victorian era, like not Victorian era. Well, I guess it is Victorian era painting of him like from a cover of a magazine. Oh yeah, where he's like creeping out of the fucking like a crypt, dude. He looks like he's been the Misfits. He looks fucking awesome. No, yeah, he's the coolest that. thing he, ever. He looks like if Glenn Danzig had done himself up as Wolverine for a yeah, Misfits concert in the early eighties. It's amazing. So I not love only it. does he got some pretty cool fucking superpowers and what not but he looks the fucking part oh totally just saying i mean it is a precursor to so many things but we're going to get to that all right as if the aforementioned weren't bizarre enough this peculiar double-fisted precursor to freddy krueger gets even stranger with accounts of his fiery coal red eyes and strange ability to belch blue flames traits that would have been equally at home on jack kirby's drawing table or the yellow packaged pages of an edgar wallace novel now for those that might not know I gotta throw this out there. Edgar Wallace uh, was an author who wrote a lot of books that were called Krimis, K R M I, um, uh-huh. that got adapted and because of their yellow covers into a lot of um, the Giallo pictures. Giallo being yeah. the Italian word of oh, yellow shit. Oh. Uh, for yellow that um, were made in Italy in the late '60s and the '70s. A great uh-huh. and basically the hallmarks of them are. Uh, dark clad figures with like uh, something obscuring their faces and weird metal claws or different implements that they use to murder their victims in esoteric ways. Fucking cool. So it really is like a cross between an uncanny X-Man and like one of these crazy old Euro thrillers from, you know, 50 years ago. Awesome. I love it. Plus, Edgar Wallace is awesome, so I had to give him a shout-out. Able to bound from rooftop to rooftop and over high-gated fences with uncanny acumen, initial descriptions of this terrifying apparition have a tendency to evoke images of down-and-dirty Depression-era antiheroes like Batman and the Shadow, with just a dash of Golden Age comic characters like Dr. Fate. But this bouncing brute, though caped, was no crusader. At first, Jack seemed content to merely frighten the citizenry of London, but it wasn't long before he graduated to assault and eventually wholesale murder. He killed. Unabashedly. Yeah, wholesale. Wholesale. Yeah. Like, there was just a big, this big blue light. Yeah. (laughs) I murder. (laughs) And he's like, we got murder, 50% off. Buy one, get one. Absolutely. All right. Events which whipped the entire city into a frenzy of fear that it had never known before and would not know again until an even more notorious Jack reared his head and bloodstained blades in 1888. Yeah. Jack Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said French, but I did. Don't judge me. The French were probably afraid, too. But to properly tell the tale of this maniacal marauder, we have to take it back to the beginning of the phenomenon. For months, rumors had been circulating throughout London regarding a mysterious misanthrope who possessed the alarming ability to hurdle himself to extraordinary heights and distances for the sole purpose, it seemed, of startling random individuals who happened to be out and about after dark. But it wouldn't be until one dusky evening in late September of 1837 that the first report of Springheeled Jack's antisocial antics was made to the authorities. Kind of a fun, fun little thing. Because he's not really like robbing you. He's not fucking with you. He's just like, ha! Oh, at first. It's kind of fun, though. It's almost like That's how it always starts, Halloween yeah. year round. Like yeah. this crazy thing he's there, like, yeah. boom! He's celebrating like we should be celebrating. Well, that's the year one. Super villain year one. You're yep. just going to go oh, see, great see what you can do first. Yep. Before Test you, the waters. Yeah. Can I hop this roof? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am you I spooky point? enough to yeah. scare? Yeah. That's a great analogy, Chris. Excellent. Are people going to die? Probably. <laughs> well, 
That's the price you pay to be scared. That's true. Sometimes, Death? Yeah, sometimes yeah. you no, have if, to if kill someone. If there was someone. a fucking warning outside of a haunted house and like, the price you pay, you, you might be if dead one before out of it's over. Yeah. One out of I, I might be a lot of fun. You might die. You yeah. might die. One out of 27 people might die. But then again, that's, 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 that's like skydiving. Oh. 27? Yeah, that, that's, those are odds I will not accept. I mean, I won't even go up like in a hot air balloon and that's like one out of like a lot. Okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Fair, fair. One out of okay. many. My numbers are skewed. I'm the sorry. fact that uh, hot air balloons never land but always crash really is a big deterrent for me. Kind of, yeah. I know what you mean. Also, I'm a big fatty and it's a fucking balloon. I don't so, like, I don't like Plus, heights. wicker. I've never, you know, wicker has always lost the battle to me. Yeah. You know? And I can't fucking let gravity and be you're the using arbiter of that duel. Fire to put air in a thing that is completely combustible. Yeah. Oh, good job, humans. Jesus Christ. <laughs> good right, job, well, we humans. Are, we are an anti-hot air balloon podcast. Robert, continue. Next next fucking week. <laughs> the demon blimp. Fuck you, air okay. balloons. All right. According to the official account, an unnamed businessman was returning home from his office late that autumn eve when he decided to take a shortcut through Barnes Cemetery, located in the London borough of Richmond-upon-the-Thames. A nice neighborhood, I hear. Yeah. In the decades that would follow, this churchyard would become notorious for hosting the specter of a nun who would hover over the grave of an infamous murder victim named Julia Martha Thomas. But that night, Barnes Cemetery would play host to a very different breed a phantasm. As the office worker made his way down the winding tree-lined path, past the chiseled effigies that ran along the graveyard's high stone wall, he was stunned by the sudden appearance of a, quote, muscular man hurtling the tall barrier and landing before him with a dull thud. The man's shock quickly gave way to fright as he noticed the interloper's devilish features that came complete with pointed ears, a sharp nose, a goatee, and bulging eyes that glowed demonically. All right, so you see a big muscular dude, and you're like, hey, sailor, and he jumps the fucking wall, and then you, and then you notice the devilish features. Yes. And then you're like, shit. That, this could be a thing. But then again, he could just be a sharp-featured, not-quite-handsome, muscular man. I don't know. It you sounds don't, like he's, a, he's got like sharp features. Maybe you, he's a handsome, muscular, jumping man. All right, it's true. Okay. Sharp features are often very handsome, so he could be very good-looking. But what really throws you for a fucking loop, what throws the monkey dick in the works, if you will, is the eyes that glowed demonically. That's generally an issue. Uh, yeah. That's going to be a problem. It, it, well, maybe he can hopefully find someone that's understanding of his glowing eyes. Wow. We hope. If he dates a blind girl, oh, it's love maybe, it, they, maybe they can make it work. Sight. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I smell a Burton movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds, sounds like a blind girl. Oh my God, totally. Like total fucking Tim uh, Burton movie. I guess shit. We got, we got to figure out what Johnny Depp's doing for the next 16 yeah, months. Yeah, really. Uh, it's funny. That was the first actor I thought of because that's who he always casts always. in everything. Everything. All the time. They live in the same fucking house, I think. Bring, but we digress. Bring Michael Keaton back. I know. I miss him. All right. Unlike many of the victims that would follow, this lucky fellow was not destined to be attacked by this anomalous entity. The next people to encounter Jack would not be so lucky. The same month, three unidentified women were assaulted by a caped, thin, helmet-wearing figure who tore at their clothes before quickly bouncing away. So he's just... A rogue. Yeah. A dirty, dirty ruffian. He just sounds like a jerk, really. Yeah, super asshole move. Just yeah. don't tear people's clothes. It's fucked yeah, up. Young ladies. Yeah, and Show it's women. Respect. That's kind of fucked up. That's I mean, this is the Victorian era. For all the oppression women had to endure, especially then, at least treat them with a touch of dignity. Bastard. 
On a cold night sometime in October of the same year, a young servant girl by the name of Mary Stevens had just left her parents' home in Battersea, what a great name for a place, and was walking up to her employer's home on Lavender Hill near Clapham Junction in South London. Mary swiftly slipped past the inky black alleyways wedged between the homes and storefronts, almost certainly afraid of the muggers, hooligans, and scallywags that might be hiding oh, within. She's in Crime Alley. She is. She's, she's in fucking, London she's in Crime, Crime Alley. Likely counting the steps until she would be safely ensconced in the warmth of her boss's house, Mary was shocked by the bizarre being that leapt out of the shadows to grab her. As profound as her fears may already have been, the thing before her was so much worse than any human criminal her imagination could have ever conjured. Uh The red-eyed Jack grabbed Mary's arms, instantly immobilizing her. Before she could react, the angular-faced fiend began to kiss the terrified girl's face like a twisted version of the classic crime-fighting Lothario... Zorro. This is getting bad now. As if that weren't offensive enough, Jack then ripped open her blouse and groped the flesh beneath with his claws, which Mary later claimed were as cold and clammy as those of a corpse. So he went from scaring people to like sexual assault. Like in a day. Yeah, that's just <laughs> like, that's a big was, leap. Too. It was his leap. He's like, like gotcha, and then yeah. gonna grow up. Yeah. One is like impishly mischievous, and the other yeah. is you're a bag of scum, and you need <laughs> yeah. to be put away. He's pulling a real fucking Matt Lauer on this shit. <laughs> oh Jesus boy. Christ. Panicked, the young domestic began to shriek bloody murder. Evidently disturbed by the display, Jack shoved Mary away and jumped directly into the path of an oncoming horse and carriage. In an effort to avoid a collision, the coachman twisted the reins, losing control of the carriage and grievously injuring himself and the footman in the ensuing crash. I don't know why it's funny to me, but just the fact that he jumps in front of a horse. (laughs) He's just like, ah! And he jumps and he lands and he's like, shit! Miscalculation, he has to jump again. Yeah, but fucking this guy tries to get out of the way and ends up destroying the carriage. Oh, so maybe he jumped in front of it on purpose. I, he might have. In my mind, he like pulls like a Boba Fett and doesn't like know how to fucking use his, his fucking rocket his jetpack properly. Right, right. He just fucking goes into the Sarlacc. No, well, I, I guess actually Han hit him with the fucking staff. But regardless, it just seems like he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't seem like he, like, it doesn't seem like he know knows what the fuck he's doing. Fair enough. And as usual, on point. <laughs> Oh, my God. It made me laugh on the inside. That's true. Okay. The eyewitnesses who were drawn out by Mary's cries for help later testified that Spring-Heeled Jack, as he would be dubbed soon after this incident by the press, not only managed to easily avoid the oncoming carriage, but made his escape by effortlessly jumping over a nine-foot wall while simultaneously laughing maniacally and babbling incoherently. What an auditory joy. (laughs) Yeah. You yeah, know this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is exactly that? What I thought. Yeah. <laughs> he's just fucking jumping and babbling and cackling. Oh, good nine Lord. foot jump, dude. Dude's got some ups. Yeah, for no, for sure. Yeah, no one can deny that. No, no he's for got all some... the things you cannot give him credit for. Yeah, like being a big old bag of scum. Um, you got to give the man his ups. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he's got height, but he has really terrible social interaction skills. Yeah, they're going to need to work on that. Especially with women, apparently. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. The men who had rushed out to Mary Stevens' aid attempted to chase down her ungentlemanly attacker, but no trace of him could be found save for the occasional high-pitched shriek that pierced the darkness beyond the wall. <laughs> just imagine. You, you see, you still hear it. He's gone, <laughs> and you're like... Ah! Ah! Just making some weird fucking noise. <laughs> Way down in, yeah. A half a mile away. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, I can hear you, motherfucker. You son of a yodeling. bitch. And then all you see is a, like a random jump in the darkness. And you're like, fuck, there he is again. Oh, There's the, more oh, shrieks oh. That's all and I screams. Can like, to me, it's like almost like the fucking chimney sweeps in Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. except he's a fucking, he was created by Stan Lee in the mid-60s. And yeah. you just see, bounce, nothing. Giggle, giggle. <laughs> bounce. This flash <laughs> of fucking, fucking comes back. white and black. Yep. Silver helmet, steel claws glistening helmet in the moonlight. looks cool. No doubt. He is a Cayman Rider villain, too. Oh, totally. Could, yeah, like, totally. that is yeah. very... That's Japanese as the dickens. Yeah. Yes, totally. Following Mary's ordeal, the London press came out in full force, exploiting both the scandalous and newsworthy aspects of the Spring-Heeled Jack affair. Papers began to wildly speculate as to the entity's origins, with theories that ranged from a salacious genius who had designed spring-loaded boots and steel-tipped talons, to the more esoteric theories about the possibility, the possibility, excuse me, of a supernatural lineage. Just imagine, like, when you're like, all right, yeah, so it's a genius who has some boots, and you see he got some springs, and then he just steps on them real quick, and then he springs forward. That is so fucking Wiley Coyote. No fucking control. Yeah, nobody ever anything. called Wiley Coyote a genius. That's true. Well, he did all the time. He referred to himself constantly as such, but that was not it necessarily was not, proven th- in his results. That's what I'm saying. What I will say is that I remember something about. Germans trying to put springs in their boots um, when they parachuted in World War II, I think. And all they ended up with was fuck tons of broken ankles. And they just going to ruin your feet. Yeah, that in no way were they able to like leap giant bounds and assault the enemy from the skies Imagine being that guy who's like, you're going to jump and you're going to bounce. And then you just hit and you break all your feet. I mean, (laughs) your feet are fucking That shows like Like, no uh, knowledge of engineering, physics, gravity, anything. That is like a three-year-old thinking like a fucking umbrella is going to be working like a parachute. Yeah. Which I think we all believed at one point in our young I tried it. It didn't work. No. Yeah, yeah. I actually tried it with a big garbage bag. I thought I tried I'm that up too. high enough. Yeah, no, it's gonna fill too. with air. The physics works so yeah, well yeah, in no. like a fucking pre-K you mind. Have to. Yeah, but that shit does not float. Well, it was England, and it was you know early on. So yeah, it's true. It wasn't the 1830s after yeah, all. Was. But I do not believe it was a gentleman with bouncy boots. No, me neither. Remember those moon boots that were up for a while? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. They're also dangerous. <laughs> they were dangerous as fuck. All right. The identity of Springheel Jack became the talk of the town, with as many diverse hypotheses about his genesis as there were printing presses. But for all the uproar, the Fuhrer eventually died down as no new attacks were reported. That would be until the early days of 1938. Late in the evening in January 1938, a barmaid named Polly Adams was making her way home through Clapham Churchyard in Blackheath when a dark figure jumped over the cemetery wall directly into her path. I think we're learning a lesson here. Stop wandering past dark alleys and in cemeteries. Yeah. In London in the 1830s, anyway. I mean, you know, or traveling groups, which is always smart. That's always a smart Um, move. I'm one for, you know, I'm a big proponent of guns. It's my thing. I love guns. So maybe carry a That was not probably um, common. It wasn't common in, in London at all until fairly recently, even with cops. Swords aren't? All right, swords maybe, yeah. but ladies, they weren't known for carrying swords. Show me a lady with a sword, good sir. I'm just saying. That is a woman you marry. Oh, I'm all about it. Listen, I go. advocate <laughs> women and swords. I'm just saying, I don't think it was a common practice, but um, this was way before the era of stranger danger. Like, okay. you'd think these basic protocols would be instilled, but yeah. it took a long time before well, culture just adopted them universally. Well, we eventually we evolved. It's because spring Jacks made us. Exactly. That's what happened to change our society. Exactly. Okay. 
The stunned Polly reported that the humanoid creature leered at her with his fiery red eyes before lunging forward, groping her body, and tearing off her clothes with his iron-clad fingers. This guy is just all about the... He's just constantly groping ladies and ripping clothes, man. He is obsessed with boobies. I mean, he's... Uh, huh. Consent is important here, Jack. Yeah. You gotta be like, can I grow up you? Can I rip your clothes off? I mean, even in the 1800s. <laughs> That's what you gotta say. Chivalry, dude. A little bit. Maybe say hi. An aperitif. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before you do that, you should say hi. Hi, I'm Jack. Hi. <laughs> is it? Is this cool? Awesome. I'm still doing it. Because <laughs> he's a dick. Yeah. He's a prick. When the metal talons carved deep incisions into her abdomen, the barmaid shrieked in agony. As in the case with Mary Stevens, the sudden ear-piercing scream seemed to agitate the thing, and he released his victim. The bloody Polly could only stare in disbelief as this vaulting villain wheeled around and launched, launched himself over an impossibly high wall to make his escape. Shaken and terrified, Polly was initially reluctant to report the incident to the police, but she was finally convinced to do so. Amazingly, the series of events that had so titillated tabloid readers throughout London had been dismissed by the local constabulary as little more than hysterical hogwash. That was until Polly and her troubling injuries put authorities into a position that forced them to officially recognize the existence of Springheeled Jack. Now the cops are involved. Now they're involved. Oh, All the right. cops. Days later, more than the cops you're going to see here, days later on January 9th, 1938, the mayor of London... Sir John Cowan held a public session in the mansion house in order to officially declare Springheel Jack to be a public menace. So he got the government who got involved and was like, this is a fucking thing. After after well, yeah, incident, he's fucking groping the ladies and scaring them and he's cutting up their abdominal, their, their abdomens with his fucking creepy claws and shit. Fuck. Something must be done. Now we need to get a fucking posse together and hunt this fucker down. You are more right than you know. All right. The Lord Mayor revealed that the police had received complaints from all across London describing a demonic entity with eyes like fire and hands like icy claws that was able to hop from roof to roof with the ease of a bird. The Lord Mayor produced scads of letters from various places in London, including Lewisham, Stockwell, Brixton, Camberwell, and Vauxhall. All, all, so the way Vauxhall? Yeah, all the way Vauxhall. from Vauxhall? All the way from Vauxhall. So fucking yeah. British. All claiming that a considerable and alarming number of people had actually died from fright after encountering the eerie apparition. From Hammersmith came a letter stating that several young women had been so shocked by their encounters with Jack that they had fallen into dangerous fits, quote-unquote, and others were reported as severely wounded by claws the miscreant wore on his hands. So he's killing people by by sheer fright. Death by fright. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's leaving fits scars, of terror, fits of terror. seizures right. of pure panic. All right. And you know the aforementioned middle claw wounds. I mean, it's, it does got to be kind of weird if you're living in you know like England this time. And the guy is like, all right, look, this is going on. So. Yeah, when the Lord Mayor, and I don't yeah. know why they call him the, the Lord, Lord Mayor. Mayor. Yeah, yeah, when the Lord Mayor is there like a lo is there like a Lord Mayor and then like a Sub Mayor? Like what's is it maybe because he's knighted? I don't uh, know how like, that works. Oh, he could be a knight. But anyway, when the fucking when your local government comes out and is like, look, we got a Spring Hill Jack problem here, people. <laughs> That's a time I don't want to live in. No, no, when it's officially announced. Yeah, no, absolutely. The mayor then read from a letter of complaint by an individual identified only as a resident of Peckham. After first accusing the unknown entity of appearing in the guises of a ghost, a bear, and a devil, 
That's a lot. It's a lot. A ghost, a bear, or a devil? Yeah, okay. indeed. The anonymous author went on to declare that Jack's midnight exploits were literally driving women mad, in his own words. The unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses, two of oh, whom no. are not likely to recover. <laughs> oh, no. But to become burdens to their families. Oh, uh, they're vegetables. Oh, God. <laughs> At one house, the man rang the bell, and the servant... Coming to open the door, this worse-than-brute stood in no less dreadful figure than a specter clad most perfectly. The consequence was the poor girl immediately swooned and has never from that moment been in her senses. Yeah, I, don't know what, I don't know what half that means because the way that they talk loses me. Oh, been in her senses. I yeah. love that he's a specter clad most perfectly. No, I think the, the, this, the unmanly villain, he's like, you're not a man, you're an unmanly villain. Like, he's going to be like, oh, how like, dare like, you? Like, Springfield Jack's going to yeah. step out with his glove and slap yeah, him and yeah. say, duel, sir. Yeah, exactly. You have earned yourself a fucking duel, my good friend. Oh, pistols at dawn. So he came, he just rang a doorbell, and they came. And, and she then, opened the door, and, and he was so frightful, she okay. swooned and has not yet regained herself. When you, Probably to this day. When you... <laughs> She's to this very day. She's awfully old. All right. Well, you know, I mean, that's still, uh, you know, that ain't right. No. That's what I gotta say. We all agree on that. That ain't right. Although the authorities had been initially and understandably skeptical regarding the existence of a glowing-eyed, spring-booted, steel-clawed, demonically dapper ruffian randomly molesting women throughout South London, the flood of reports convinced the mayor and his underlings that there was a genuine threat stalking the streets alleys and rooftops of their fair city so we're getting enough accounts here where they're like all right this is they a fucking, this is a thing all right here's what he does and it's fucked up to that end on january 9th 1938 sir john cowan the lord mayor of london did something virtually unheard of he formed a vigilance committee oh cool a group of private citizens charged with the task to administer law and order where they consider governmental institutions to be inadequate <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah they're the maquis fucking wow <laughs> fucking mob rules with dude. its sole purpose being to put an end to spring-heeled jack's senseless and brutal attacks Cowan had, in effect, created a legally sanctioned vigilante mob to roam the streets at night in search of this diabolically dexterous demon. But this is something that, like, I know it's probably not a good idea. It's going to end with, I don't know. Oh, how could that be a good idea hurt? in any way? We would join. I know. Don't act like we wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe. Come on. Dude. How many, mon dude. How many monster hunts have we covered that were like, oh, we're going to fucking join? We would totally join I this. Just crazy armed people. Yeah, you, you mean you're drinking? If we you're were back London? then, or if this was happening now in some way? I, I mean, I guess b both. Well, well that they're listen. Different times. Yeah. Right. You're gonna get the plague just walking around the corner. I think everything's we, a sewer. Think, We've been down this before. I think we'd have yeah. a good time doing this. Maybe. I think if I could convince you guys to come on my anti Spring Hill Jack uh, fucking, you know, hunt. Dude, if people were legitimately getting attacked and people just saw like a cape and a mask. Yeah. I don't think it would it wouldn't be a monster hunt, which would be like it's an asshole dressed up. And we be an, an asshole. It's an asshole. Yeah, it's an asshole. An old fashioned you know this asshole is, dude? hunt. This is an asshole hunt. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, get, You might be able to talk me into it. Get a couple beers in you, it'll be fun. Hunting some asshole. Hunting some assholes. <laughs> there you go. Off the record. The mayor remained doubtful that the frenetic fiend had a paranormal pedigree. It was his belief that a cabal of young, bored, and wealthy aristocrats had taken it upon themselves to plunge all of London into fits of terror. However, he did know that real lives were in jeopardy and something needed to be done about it. 
He could have little suspected, however, just how much worse things were about to get. So you get the young fucking upper crust kids. That you are think fucking... there's a bunch of frat boys? Yeah, like, basically. Doing yeah. some bullshit. Because that's up. what it is. Yeah. It sounds like it could be. I mean, really, yeah. frat boys, and he thinks that they're out there on the town just raising cane. Grabbing at the ladies' boobs. Playing grab ass. Yeah. Being bags. Yeah, being a bunch of fucking dickheads. Perhaps the most infamous and outlandish assault credited to spring Jack occurred on February 20th, 1938. According to the February 22nd edition of the London Times, 18-year-old Jane, I think it's Alsop, we're going to call it Alsop, okay. was startled awake by a violent knocking at the door of her father's lavish estate. She rushed to the front door, threw it open, and saw a dark, cloak-clad figure opening the exterior gate and shouting, I'm a police officer. For God's sake, bring me a light. We've caught spring Jack in the lane. Excited to be part of such a major event, Jane swiftly lit a candle, then hurried back through the door and ran toward the shadowy figure standing inside the gate. As she handed the candle to the officer, he spun around, allowing his cloak to slip to the ground, revealing what Jane would later describe as a most hideous and frightful appearance. She got spring jacked by spring Jack. Yeah, she got duped. Boom. Fuck. He was she like, got we catfished. Got him. Yeah, she got catfished by him. Wow. I guess more of a just just a dupe, really. It was like, we got yeah, it's him. Not really she, she got, I'm him. She got cat jacked. <laughs> she got cat we got him. I'm him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, she, <laughs> You'd be a great narrator. (laughs) (laughs) You've heard me talk for many years. You you know. Guess what? I'm him, bitch. (laughs) Here I am. Dude, you are my vote. Guess who I am? If there's a new Spring Hill Jack, it is fucking mine. Oh, no. You thought I was Gap, but I'm not. (laughs) No, it's me. You're dumb. (laughs) Gotcha. Oh, my God. Jane would later describe his appearance to a reporter from the London Times, stating, He was wearing a kind of helmet and a tight-fitting white costume like an oilskin. Now, I looked it up. Oilskin is a heavy cotton material that's been saturated with oils to make it waterproof. So it's basically the 1800s equivalent of spandex or lycra. It's like this hardened, form-fitting material. So he's basically wearing... A white, I mean, he's fucking Gotham by Gaslight here. He's just got this well, white form-fitting Or it could be like suit. John Travolta fucking Saturday Night Fever. It could also be that. Could, I, that's, in my mind, I just see Spring Hill Jack with oh, the John Disco Travolta Jack. pose with Jesus the fucking Christ. sweet helmet. tighter, more like, like, a, like a ballet tight. That could be a Oh uh, Yeah, and I guess it could yeah, be. But it's got to be, be like thicker bottoms. layers because it's like this heavy cotton that's just been, right. you know, cured or whatever. So anyway, that's, that's oil Do you wear skin. underwear underneath that fucking thing, or do you just free ball it? Oh, man, it's going to be so itchy. You got to free ball it. Oh, yeah. Did they even have underwear back then? Was that a thing? I think it was made of, like, wool and hate. Ah, fuck. All right. Plague. <laughs> plague undies. She went on to say, <laughs> plague undies. His face was hideous. His hands had great claws. As if that weren't strange enough, what happened next was positively surreal, according to Jane. He then vomited forth a quantity of blue and white flame from his mouth, and his eyes resembled red balls of fire. That fucking puts it on a whole new level. Yeah. Weird. He's puking up fire, yeah. Like, the black cloak, the helmet, the fucking white skin tight suit. Okay, that's an eccentric. Right. The fucking <laughs> yeah, bright an, red eyes. That's an artist. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he ne- you know, some people say, oh, he was breathing flames. It's never flames like orange normal no. flames. It's always blue and it's white. Blue. And it's always either vomiting or spewing or whatever. So it's like, it's just, 
So it's like yeah, a whole I don't know what that different means, really. thing. It's weird. It is weird. And that's yeah. one of the, I don't know, one of the little twists that doesn't get brought up much, but really haunts me for some reason about okay. this guy. Weird. As he's wont to do, Jack began tearing at Jane's nightgown with his sharp claws, which the teen was convinced was made of some metallic substance, unquote. Jane screamed as loud as she could and managed to tear herself away from her assailant, fleeing back towards her father's house. Right before she reached the door, Jack grabbed her from behind and shoved her down. Without warning, the teenager felt the devil man's slender, ice-cold fingers slip around her throat and start to dig into her larynx with inhuman strength. Oh, no. Gasping for breath, Jane felt herself losing consciousness. Bad scene. Not good. Suddenly, one of Jane's sisters burst through the door and began dragging the bleeding teen into the house and away from the salacious scoundrel. Jane's screams had also caught the attention of some passers-by who came running, but just when it seemed as if Jack's legacy of brutality... Oh, good pull! Halloween, there it is, Rob! You're Doing welcome. It. ...was about to be ended, he flung himself skyward, landing atop Jane's house in a single bound. The eyewitnesses later claimed that he could be seen fleeing above the rooftops with, and I quote... Uneasy brilliance. So he's doing like a pirouette on rooftops. I don't know what that means. I don't know, but tell me that's not a great pairing of words. Well, he was he was jumping nine feet, but now he's doing a complete house. No rooftop to. I mean, he's like. But he he leapt from the ground to the top of the roof. It doesn't look gymnastically pretty. Probably just looks like he's doing weird. Thingies, yeah, but he's, you don't but he's know hopping if it's like, like, like animalistic, I mean? like all four leaping, like uh, Black Panther style or Creeper, if you want to go weird DC, or if it's, it's even like worse. you say, like just this yeah. crazy Barishnikov from hell. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> just flitting <laughs> and twisting and pirouetting, he's like you said, ah! giggling and being all like uh, him from Powerpuff Girls meets the Joker oh, sort nice. of. There you go. Yeah, I picture him just doing like Suspiria dancing. Oh, and, God. So, and somehow just getting from rooftop to rooftop, <laughs> and you're like, I don't know how that's happening. <laughs> oh, by how I'm looking at it. But yeah, it, it you is, know what I mean. Fact, if he's interpreting dancing his way across London's rooftops, that's what it I, is a fucking that's nightmare what I in my mind. That is the uneasy brilliance. <laughs> that's but it has to that's be. What, what else saying. could it be? In an intriguing side note, some accounts claim that the cloak that was dropped by Jack before this assault was actually retrieved by an unknown accomplice. Who this individual may have been or what he or she may have looked like are, at this point, matters of pure conjecture. I've only found that reference in one place, and it doesn't have anything corroborating like who actually saw it. or Does he have little imps like... Like the homeless street urchins that used to help Sherlock Holmes by like finding clues and putting he their has, ears Oh, yeah, ground. he's got street folk. Yeah. yeah, or he's got like his own what, Alfred. Does he got little Oliver Twist or exactly, or does yeah. he have his own... Has he got little Cratchits? Oh! He's got little Bob Cratchit bringing it back Halloween, Christmas all in one. <laughs> Tiny Tim's dead. He's got Timmy Cratchits. Timmy, R.I.P. Tiny Tim. Uneasy. Cratchit Club. Club. <laughs> the Cratchit Club. Just a bunch of kids <laughs> are all crippled. <laughs> Jesus, that's I terrible. I starting Dude, Dickensian in London was I didn't say they're all crippled. I just said Tim was crippled. That doesn't mean they all had to be. Maybe he was just the impetus to start a group of little street kids. Oh, is this in like the Dark Knight with fucking the the the, the vigilante Batman? Yeah. Remember the fucking their faces painted? Oh, and absolutely. Shit with shotguns. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry I took it to a dark place. Hey, you're right. It could be uplifting. All right. A little over a week after Jane's attack, on February 28th, 18-year-old Lucy Scales and her sister were returning home from visiting their brother, a butcher who lived in a reputable part of the Limehouse district. According to Lucy's deposition to the police, as she and her sister were walking down Green Dragon Alley, savor that. Yeah, that's going to be... 
thing. Yeah, it's some Harry Potter fucking skeevy. They observed an odd man standing at an angle in the darkened passage. So as they're making their way down a dark, scummy, clearly magical fucking alleyway. There's a guy just in weird... All right. There's this fucking skeevy dude standing at a weird angle. See? Whatever that dude, he's is. He's Suspiria dancing. I'm yeah. right. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm you're right. Even though he's just hanging out, he's Suspiria hanging out. <laughs> Dario Argento <laughs> in his prime. That's what I'm he saying. He made this movie in the late 70s. He's just he's standing like Michael Jackson in like, Criminal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Can you imagine just walking by some guys just standing Jesus like slanting? We just figure out who fucking Spring Hill Jack is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He was personally directed by Argento. <laughs> oh my god! If yeah. Michael Jackson had started Possibly Spring Hill Jack Jackson. in the fucking Dario Argento production, oh, man. circa '79, just trying to slap women's breasts. My God! Oh, good lord! Okay. He was tall, thin, and covered in a large cloak. Lucy noted that he had the bearing of a gentleman and seemed to be carrying a small bullseye lantern, similar to those used by the police. So, okay. besides his crickety lean fucking he looks legit, legit. Yeah. yeah all right lucy was walking in front of her sister and just as she was about to stride past the individual he suddenly lunged forward and spewed a quantity of blue flame quote unquote in her face Ooh. which temporarily deprived her of sight and so alarmed her that she instantly collapsed and was seized with violent fits which continued for several hours. Just gonna get a little bit of blue flame in the face. Now I'm now I'm starting to flame. think. Right, but listen, hmm. I, I I know you know there's all that whole stigma of hysterical, and certainly men were definitely prone to misdiagnose all sorts of things in women and, and do it in horrible ways. But I'm beginning to think if this is actually a supernatural entity in this mm-hmm. unique case, these like moments of abject terror that seem almost like uh, like when we were dealing with black-eyed kids, like it seems like there's something preternaturally horrifying about them that goes right. beyond just the fact that they're, you know, got red eyes and devilish features and puking fire. Um, maybe there is something about just their ambiance, be it demonic or paranormal or whatever, the ambiance of this entity that creates this state of unhinged panic. Well, and the, I mean, getting the puked down by blue flame, the vomitorium of well, blue flame. Yeah, none of that's going to do your psychology yeah, any good. Yeah. yeah. Lucy's brother corroborated her story in that not long after his sisters left their home, he had heard them screaming somewhere down Green Dragon Alley. He sprinted toward the sounds and was astonished to find Lucy on the ground having what looked like a seizure, while his other sister attempted to hold and comfort her. There was no sign of Jack. Dr. Charles Pritchell, who was brought in to treat the petrified lass, later told authorities that she was and here it goes again, suffering from hysterics and great agitation in all probability the result of fright. Hysterics and agitation. A perfect 1830s diagnosis. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Unlike most other cases, the sisters claimed that the bizarre blue flame disgorging lunatic neither spoke nor tried to touch them. Stranger still, he didn't preternaturally leapfrog his way to safety, but simply walked away from the panicking pair. The authorities were unsure if this was a new M.O. for Jack or if maybe, perhaps, it was a copycat encounter. No, now we got a little bit of an old change-up in the M.O. of Jack. Yeah. All right, he, Just ain't, he ain't leaping. Sauntering away. He's not trying to molest anybody, and he's not leaping away. He's it is just, not like uh, Jack to leave boobies unmolested and to yeah. just and he's not car- ca- saunter about. And he's not carving up stomachs. He's just puking flames, and he's like, bye. Well, that is classic Jack. But yeah, yeah. the rest, All weird. Right. While the incident involving Jane Alsop was widely covered in the newspapers, 
The Scales case was only reported by a single paper due to the fact, many believe, that the next victim, that being Lucy Scales, did not come from wealth, but a family of tradespeople. But despite the lack of initial coverage, the combined weight of both the Alsop and Scales incidents served to fuel the shared hysteria infecting all of London. While Springheel Jack sightings continued unabated, to the point where the nearly 70-year-old Duke of Wellington had gathered arms and taken off on horseback with the intention to hunt and kill the monster himself, <laughs> it wouldn't be until two years later that a human suspect would finally emerge. So the 70-year-old dude's like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I have had enough. Where's my <laughs> musket and my stallion? <laughs> I guess we probably should do our English accents, but mine's terrible. I've had enough. Good oh. sir. Dude, that no, that's wow. barely a John Houseman. <laughs> anyway, the dude fucking is—he's seventy. He's pissed. He gets his fucking his blunderbuss, perhaps. Oh, he gets on his yes. horse, on his horse, and he's like, "I My shall kill word. the beast." That's a sh- shitty Sean Connery, but I can't do a good English accent. You can do a really practice. Good one. I, I should practice. All my see? accents are fucking horrible. No, yours are real bad. Oh, I know that. Mine are bad. Yours, yours are my, fun. my ability yours to do mimicry shit. is a fucking nightmare. I'm, I'll be the first to concede. All right, so he's going to go kill it himself. Good for him. <laughs> In 1840, rumors began swirling that an Irish nobleman, one Henry de la Poor Beresford, the third Marquis of Waterford. That's a big title. That's a big title. Was likely the man behind the mask, or at least the cape and boots. These stories likely stemmed as much from bias against the Irish as they did from the nobleman's horrible reputation for drunken brawling, brutal jokes, and vandalism. What the fuck are brutal jokes? I don't know. That's a quote. (laughs) What is a brutal brutal joke? Is it like just really hurtful? That's what I mean. Elite cut downs. Yeah, really. Or is it like something that actually hurts somebody? Yeah. Like a snake in a can, but it's got dynamite i don't fucking know but i like vandalism as this thing too like what are you yeah. doing for vandalism like he's just spray painting shit. Like, is he peeing on a castle i mean <laughs> yeah, what the maybe fuck he's, fucking, he's tagging shit brutal jokes brutal jokes we should all be the uneasy brilliance of a brutal joke there you go it was also claimed that his contempt for women was so acute that it had earned him the moniker the mad marquee the gossip was only exacerbated by the fact that he was known to have been in London at the same time as the first incidents transpired. Nevertheless, the Waterford Chronicle was able to report that the so-called Mad Marquis, who had, compatriots insisted, mellowed quite a bit since his initial reputation as a spoiled cad had been earned a decade before, was seen by multiple eyewitnesses at the St. Valentine's Day Ball at Waterford Castle, giving him an alibi for the reported attack on Jane Alsop. In 1842, the Marquis married and settled down in Kirkamore House, Ireland, and reportedly led an exemplary life until he died in a riding incident in 1859. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, brutal jokes on him. You yeah. died by a fucking horse. So wow. there you go. <laughs> Nevertheless, Supposedly. in 1880, he was named as the perpetrator by Reverend E.C. Brewer, who testified that the Marquis, and I quote, used to amuse himself by springing on travelers unawares to frighten them, and from time to time others have followed his silly example. This from a reverend? 
from a reverend. This guy, a he, he's gossipy got, old reverend. He's got yeah, fuck well, this guy. It's gotta be true. I, but, I mean, what, the, the, this guy's got brutal jokes. He died by a horse. Maybe this guy's got the Listen, brutalest jokes. Brutal jokes. Death by horse. In the 1830s, the Marquis was a wild man. We all, all know right, that. Yeah, he was. But doing by the time shit. the 1840s rolled around, no, he's, he's getting down. married, living in Kurgamore Castle yeah. or whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah, that doesn't mean Dying he wasn't doing it on the slide. He could be. Do, he could have been doing it. He could have been doing it with some friends. You never know. Innocent until proven. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Things seemed to quiet down a bit until, in November of 1845, Jack committed his most heinous act yet. And this is where the shit gets real. According to a report by Peter Haining in his pamphlet, The Legend and Bizarre Crimes of spring Jack, this vile villain attacked a 13-year-old London prostitute named Maria Davis. There's about a billion things wrong with that sentence. Yeah. The murder, I guess, Ostensibly, a thirteen-year-old prostitute's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, like real bad. No, like uncomfortably bad. Agreed. Okay. After a brief struggle and in full view of horrified bystanders, he threw the child off of Jacob's Island Bridge into the putrid waters of an open sewer known as Folly Ditch. Oh, okay. A big old early eighteen hundreds London sewer pit. He just threw a thirteen-year-old prostitute into a bunch of shit. The frightened girl was sucked under by the fetid soup and drowned almost oh, immediately. Oh, the fetid soup. Worst. The sludge. Campbell's fetid Campbell's soup. Campbell's fetid soup. Fetid soup. <laughs> now it's got to be a t-shirt, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Campbell's fetid soup. Oh, where, where were the fucking bystanders fucking with the, yeah, the rescue? Throw a rope. Do something to help well, the kid. Jump in. What the, there's more than one yeah, of you. Yeah, whatever. Tie you can, a rope. So you can wash the turds off. Send the save horse. A, save a child. Send the fucking horse. Horses can swim, right? Send, I fuck them. No idea. Send the horse. Like, horse. Would you, in your world, are fucking horses lifeguards on yeah, every important exactly. beach? Fuck them. They're fine. Send the horse. You go to yeah, Clydesdale. I, you're fine. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Oh, we got so much learning. To do. Send in the Clydesdales. <laughs> Someone the fell in a river. Send in the Clydesdales. <laughs> you worst emergency manager <laughs> fucking ever. There's a fire. Grab the salt. <laughs> Which the horses will bring. It's another job Chris is going to have to take over. Yeah, I can't Father be of truth. Like, yeah. Master of legends. Master, yeah, fucking owner of Economist emergency all. teams. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and now when shit goes wrong, yeah. well, we can't there. turn to you. All right. Okay. It was at this point that Jack seemed to acquire a taste for killing. In 1848, an unidentified man was found dead by a roadside in Surrey. The corpse had claw marks across the face and body, leading many to conclude that it had to be the handiwork of Jack and his wicked metal claws. That's a jump. That's, okay. yeah, claws are claws. In 1855, the corpse of a woman identified only as a pretty young girl was found in the village of Hereford. According to the report, her breasts had been marred by deep scratches and her legs were covered in inexplicable burn marks. The cause of death was evidently not recorded, but some have speculated that it may have been coronary induced by panic. It wasn't again. Again, Jack was blamed, but that's pretty sketchy. I mean, getting your breasts shredded and burned is pretty fucking terrible. It's terrible. No, no, no one's questioning that. Yeah, that's a horror show. It's really bad. But whether or not. It had to be. I mean, I would assume that I would assume mere that she mortals would, she would have burned and Have died from you know fucking like like puncture marks and shit, but maybe not. Well, forensics were not fucking at their but she top died game of panic. back then. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna say fear killed probably ninety seven percent of people that die back then. Yeah, well, people were frightful, and fear was everywhere. Hence, fear was fear. everywhere. Fear was everywhere. Hence. Pot historian, Mark Storrs. <laughs> Again, in 1855, Spring Jack was reportedly seen in Old Hill in Black Country. 
which I it sounds so nefarious. It's like where Hansel and Gretel fucking eat candy yeah, houses. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I know. Leaping from the roof of the Cross Inn onto the roof of a butcher shop across the road. The sighting was followed by a spate of additional observations in the region before the Fuhrer died down. In Middlesex in 1863, the body of an old woman was discovered by the side of the road. Unlike the dead man found in Surrey, there were no physical marks that indicated a jack attack, if you will. But eyewitnesses swore that the woman, and this is a quote, had such fear written across her face that she could only have been frightened to death by a terrifying attacker. That's a, well, again, it's okay, a yeah. We're getting yeah. sketchy, but yeah. we're, we're complete here. Through the 1850s and 60s, sightings of Springheel Jack began to be reported throughout England. So now he's moving beyond the London and whatever the confines he had before, particularly in the Midlands. In 1870, the army set traps to catch him after sentries reported being terrified by a man who sprang on the roof of their sentry box. The traps proved fruitless. And the army is getting involved. They're like, we have a situation with this Springheel guy who likes to grab women's breasts. Let's set traps. But they're not even involved then. They don't give a fuck. It's only after the soldiers get spooked. Right, that they're like, all right, let's get, like, 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 let's get some traps set up. Yeah. But it gets even deeper with the military. Oh, no. The Phantom's run-ins with the military continued when, in August of 1877, soldiers quartered in the Aldershot barracks reported a sighting of Jack, claiming that, and I quote, a sentry on duty at the North Camp peered into the darkness, his attention attracted by a peculiar figure advancing toward him, making metallic noises. Jack's on the... This, you know, this is, is he like clicking the fingers like Dr. Detroit? <laughs> this is a Jack attack right here. It's a Jack attack. The armed guard warned him to stop, but the approaching figure simply ignored his command and continued forward. When the strange, thin fellow was next to the sentry, he slapped him across the face with what was described as a hand as cold as that of a corpse. This is my favorite part of fucking... Spring Hill Jack is that he just slaps a soldier. He'll just <laughs> he dead just up slap a man. He doesn't with a grab gun. his boobies. He doesn't fucking mm, shrug no, him. He's no, just like no. boom. You <laughs> sir, I do not respect one, one fucking slap. And he's like, hmm. that's it. With his he's dead done. cold fish, dead hand. cold hand, slapped to the face. Metallic sounds. Didn't out. kick him in the nuts. Didn't pinch his butt. Nope. Didn't do nothing. Just a slap. That's how he does. Never slapped a man. No. Exactly. God. Do you know how despicable? I mean, I've never slapped anyone. Just say, saying. When you specify a man, it's not like, yeah. Just saying. No, I don't slap anybody. Just slap slap, a, slap man. a man. But if you're going to slap a man, you, oh, I don't even know. That's bold. That's degrading. It, it, I, I, I mean, if for, the guy deserved it. If you're the, if you're, if you're getting slapped, yeah, you're fucked. But if you're the slappy, you mean fucking business. Because oh. you just slap, like, what are you going to do? That's I so you. disrespectful. Yeah, exactly. Just be a man and fight. You know what? Jack attack. Wow. There it is. Nailed it. The guard shot the man at point blank range. That's what happens when you well, get fucking slapped. Don't, yeah, don't fucking slap people. Great follow up. The guard shot the man at point blank range, and the story was over. Jack died. The world was no fucking. Uh, right. yeah. But the bullet had no visible effect on the trespasser, who vanished into the surrounding darkness in a series of quote unquote astonishing bounds. A search party was sent out to find the intruder, but not surprisingly turned up empty-handed he shows up he slaps you you shoot him he goes ha bounce see ya and he's fucking (laughs) jack attack and he's fucking gone he slants his way out of here (laughs) he does a weird dance just the whole time oh that's funny all right well i mean do you know what jack doesn't give Fox. Fox. Zero Fox. And he has zero rats asses to give so there you go that's definitely that's the mathematical equation it's provable 
1922 memoir, 40 Years On, Lord Ernest Hamilton mentions the Aldershot appearances of Springheel Jack, adding that similar appearances had occurred when the regiment was barracked at Colchester in the winter of 1878. He also mentioned that the panic became so great at Aldershot that sentries were issued ammunition in order to shoot the quote-unquote night terror on sight. That's fucking, it's getting real. Uh, yeah. When they're yeah. giving live rounds and saying, like, Here, here's your shit. If you see this fucking asshole, make sure that you shoot him. All right, well, that, that happens. Totes. In September of 1886, the Birmingham Post reported a strange encounter a couple had while walking down the street together, according to the report. First a young girl, then a man, felt a hand on their shoulder and turned to see the infernal one with glowing face bidding them good evening. The infernal the one? In, like, as in Satan? As in Spring Hill Jack, oh, all right. according to the report. Yeah, okay. sounds, so referred to now as the, the infernal in, one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's got devilish features. Most assuredly, local clerics and reverends were using him from the pulpit to the say, evil. this yeah. is what happens yeah. to sinners and people that go down Green Dragon Alley. Premarital sex. Jack comes up. I'm sure some scumbag, uh, you know, cited that horrible girl's death as a retribution for prostitution. Probably. That's a man you slap. That's the man. That's a man you slap right there. Absolutely. You know, when you see that man, you slap him. In the autumn of 1877, the well-traveled demon was seen in Newport Arch in Lincolnshire. A mob claimed to have chased and cornered Jack. They fired a volley of bullets at the sheepskin-clad monstrosity, but they had no effect, and the bulletproof specter managed to push his way through the mob and disappear without a trace. Bulletproof Jack, dude. is like Batman. Every time. Among the horde was a sentry who, who was known as an excellent marksman. He claimed that his bullet hit the humanoid, but it seemed to pass right through him, doing no damage whatsoever. Spectre. Oh. I think he probably just missed. Later, the mob would find an array of bullets wedged in the building along the street, unable to explain how none of their bullets had hit their mark. I think Chris may have nailed this. They just all really missed. Really shitty they, aim. They, they, they just all, all missed. Got scared. They all missed at the same time. No, we shot him. We swear to God, boss. We shot him. <laughs> yeah. All of them. We, got, we hit him in the head nine times. It just didn't. <laughs> just didn't. It went through. Okay. Well. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> He's loose for that. <laughs> now this shit gets heavy. All right. All right. Fair warning. Undoubtedly, one of the most tragic events ever associated with spring Jack occurred in the winter of 1887 and involved the death of a young girl and the first and only lawful conviction of the phantasmagorical fiend on record. According to the December 15, 1887 edition of the Liverpool Mercury, a coroner's court tried and condemned the devilish brute of frightening a victim to death. Here is the report beginning with the tragic headline. Child frightened to death. Oh, Jesus well. Christ. Oh, wow. Okay. Wait a brutal joke. Hold on a second. <laughs> this is no longer a brutal joke. No. All right. Last night, Mr. S. Brighouse held an inquest at Churchtown Southport on the body of Jane Halsall, seven years of age, daughter of Peter Halsall, gardener, Mill Lane. The father said the deceased met him last Wednesday and he, as he was returning from work and told him that the children with whom she played said the Liverpool ghost, Spring-Heeled Jack, was coming to Southport. She afterwards repeated the statement to her mother who tried to allay the child's fears by telling her that the ghost was dead and buried. I don't know if that's the most comforting way you can do it, but... She tried. Mm, yeah, okay. During the night, the child became seriously ill, and when Dr. Hawksley was summoned the next night, he found her unconscious 
in which state she remained until her death. After six, excuse me, about six hours before the deceased expired, she was heard to say, the ghost is coming. The cause of death was certified to be congestion of the brain. Classic. Congestion of the brain? Due to fright. The coroner remarked that whoever impersonated the ghost was a mean and despicable fellow. When he learned that he had caused the child's, this is what the doctor said. When he learned that he had caused the child's death, he would no doubt feel it very much. It was such a monstrous thing that a man should have the power to strike terror into children and timid people in this way, that he hoped the delinquent would be caught and that the and be the recipient of severe punishment if the law could reach him. The jury concurred in these remarks and returned a verdict of death. By fright. The fuck is a verdict? How is the jury determining how this poor uh, girl died? Uh, 1830s medical science. Right, fine. I only can't question it. I or know. 40s All or right. 70s at this point. It's I don't even know. Where we're at. Yeah, yeah. No, really. We're in 1877. Okay, okay, so let's just blanket it. 19th century. All right. Well, that whole medical court yeah, science. That yes. whole situation's fucked. Could you imagine an episode of Law and Order set back then? Yeah, really. It'd be all fucked Jesus up. Christ. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's I mean, not to talk shit, but they're fucking dumb. Well, Just yeah. Saying. Fucking no, stupid. I mean, the Renaissance helped. The Industrial <sighs> Revolution helped. That's the deal. Science is important, everybody. Let's never Can't forget stress that. it you enough. Know, we, take it, <laughs> yeah, we take it for granted, but boy, boy, let's never just... You know, you can believe whatever silly shit you want. I like the Great Pumpkin. We all have our things. But fucking, let's just... Make sure we protect science. All right, because otherwise, fright. we're all going to fucking die by fright at a fucking coroner's inquest <laughs> with a jury of our peers. That's fucking terrible. Yeah, I'm not in. I'm not Christopher in that. died of congestion of the brain mm-hmm. from fright. It was probably, I mean, a, a pre-existing heart condition. I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe she was driven to it by fear, or maybe it just happened to be a bad, a, a bad night that accompanied a traumatic. Physical event. Either I don't, way, think, I don't think anyone dies of fright, but okay. Continue. Despite the lack of tangible evidence, the fact remains that Jack really was, at least once, found guilty of murder in a court of medical law. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Finally, in 1904, some 67 years after the initial encounter, the entity known as spring Jack was seen one last time in Liverpool. For over an hour, the elusive figure was seen hurtling up buildings of great height, then plummeting down again without the least bit of deference to the laws of gravity. As had happened so often before, an impromptu posse quickly formed to rid their community of this infernal apparition. But Jack would have none of it. He leapt to and fro, easily evading the armed men with a high-pitched, taunting squeal. God, the sounds! The sounds this fucker makes! Finally, the mob managed to corner the inhuman thing at the end of a narrow alley. Yeah, we can we all guess how that's going to end up? Yeah, he's, he's going he's gonna <sighs> to do the old uh, eight fucking 1990s fucking Batman and just zip yeah, up there. except he doesn't have there the sweet go. fucking even, He's going to like crab walk or do a oh. cartwheel somehow. <laughs> can you make <laughs> cartwheeling up the side of the building? Yeah, because you're like, that's oh. not possible, but somehow he's going to ask Kim it. Basinger how much she weighs, and then they're going to zip line to love. He's going to do a go. slanted moonwalk. <laughs> <laughs> However that works. Yeah, that is creepy. Non-Euclidean moonwalk. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the worst. And he's just moonwalking away. <laughs> Fucker. Well, yeah. He's got a high-pitched voice. Off. Oh, man. Just saying. Just saying. All right. But if 
Any of the men descending on this evil entity were naive enough to believe that they'd soon be heralded as, heralded as heroes for their capture. They were soon disappointed as Jack, true to character, launched skyward with a maniacal giggle, vanished into the darkness, and was never seen again. Which is not exactly true, but we'll get to that in <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and he's back. It's weird. And finally, but not finally. <laughs> yeah. I think it is finally. Finally, uh, six more it, pages. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I was I watching Chris I counting the pages as I turned them. He was like, what no, the fuck? No, I was fuck? just looking at him. Oh, it's funny. All right, so he's gone, but he's back. Are we not having fun? Listen, Jack Attack. All right. Jack, Jack Attack. Yeah. Here we go. Following. His decades-long attack on the bodies and psyches of British citizens, and fueled by at least three pamphlets that were published about this most harrowing crime spree. You know how I feel about pamphlets, it's right? My I know. Favorite thing I really in the world. fucking hate pamphlets. <laughs> it's always Every a time, pamphlet. Like, I make a pamphlet. I'm like, fuck you. All right, fuck you. I know. Write a novella at this least. Stop. Expand it. Want to see my pamphlet? No, I don't. I, you know what? I love a Gerald. Zine. I, don't. I love a zine. I love a book. I love anything but a fucking pamphlet. Fuck your pamphlet. It's like a, that's like the liar's reading device. <sighs> Sons of bitches. Oh, fuck a Kindle too. Yeah. Kindles yeah. and pamphlets. All right, calm Piss down. Piss off. Calm down. I like books. Trees must down. die for me to love a book. I'm sorry about that. I don't want to cut that. No. That was horrible. Come on, um, come on. I'm emotion- going to actually make it really loud. Yeah, come on, emotional plant Plants guy. Plants feel. Yeah, and you, and you just yeah. wanted Let's to kill Let's digress for I'm a minute. I'm going to pitch shift it. It still sounds really satanic. Trees must die for you, trees. Pamphlets aside. Springheeled Jack left scars that many would never recover from. Parents began to employ his name as a sort of boogeyman to frighten their kids into behaving by telling them that if they were not good, Springheeled Jack would leap up and crawl through their bedroom windows at night. Fucking spot on parenting. Cool. I'm going to try that tonight with my kids. Yeah, Freud would have a field day with that one. In the void where answers ought to have been, investigators have proposed all kinds of theories as to the origins of this entity, from alien to demon, and this is my favorite, to some kind of Victorian-era robot built by an unknown mad genius that ran amok through London for over half a century. The fucking robot theory is kind of cool, except that they didn't have robotics. Oh, well. So, just saying. And to secure a mechanism? Huh? I mean, kind of, I don't know, maybe some cool steampunky thing, yeah. but really? I know it is steampunk as the dicks. Really? Like, I don't know. We'll see. The android ornithopter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite word. Android ornithopter. Yeah, ornithopter's a great word. Well, they had those crazy little automatons that just basically did shitty little He's molesting women and leaping fucking I will grant bounds. you fire-puking, red-eyed, booby-touching, yeah. super-jump robot. It's a super-inappropriate robot. It seems like it's a stretch for the 1800s. Exactly. I think we can all agree. Seems. But it seems. still my Could favorite be. theory. All right. By far. Okay. Come on, Victorian well, era I th- robot. I think we're going to be circling alien or demon here, but we'll see what happens. It's true. It, okay. can, it can go anywhere. Others have suggested that Springheel Jack might not have been a man or monster, but a group of specially trained men who donned the costume as part of a bizarre, possibly occult ritual. Okay. So it's a it's a group yeah. of men. Like it's a lineage that passes right. on and when and this one, is how they one do it. thin, frail, angular faced man gets too old, he passes the suit to his successor and sure. he goes out and does fucking whatever. Like it's a it's a do you guys remember this old Turkish superhero film? Chris, I know we watched it together. It was called, oh shit, 
like Dr. Satan or something, but the superhero was called Copperhead and it was basically oh, a yeah, rip off yeah. of Mexican wrestling movies. Yeah. But kind of like Santo, which is a better example. And I should have used it to begin with the mask gets passed from father right, to son. Right, right, right. When the father gets too old, the son takes the mantle, yeah, yeah. except if the mantle is just molesting women and throwing children to their death, and frightening <laughs> yeah, that's, toddlers. That's yeah. Weird... I don't know the mission statement. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, get that. The dad comes out like, son, he's like, oh, sweet. What do I do? Here's your oil skin suit. Touch boobs. <laughs> Uh, your helmet. I, kill, kill children, kids. touch boobs, and scrape the flesh of their, off their bones. And jump. Always jump yeah, higher. Always jump as high as you can, yeah. With your jump special, high and terrify. Your, I mean, that seems like a stretch. Family motto. Uh, I mean, Put I, it in Latin. Yeah, that seems like a stretch. But all right. I mean, unless maybe there's to this day some fucking, you know, old dude who's like, I've got my grandfather's trunk. And in there is the fucking last the spring-heeled jack. The jack. oil skin whites yeah. and the cloak and the helmet. Fuck. The Man. bitter gloves of touchy doom. Yeah, <laughs> touchy doom. The bitter gloves of a toucher. All right. Here's another theory, which is kind of interesting. Some pulps have suggested he might have been a disgraced nobleman who used terror-inspiring garb to wreak vengeance on his perceived enemies. Though, one can scarcely imagine what teenage girls and younger may have done to provoke his wrath. Yeah, that's, so that's another one's a little sketchy. It's difficult to imagine the kind of panic that gripped London in the wake of these all-too-close encounters. It must be something akin to being in New York while the Son of Sam was still at large, or Boston at the height of the Strangler's brutal onslaught. But there was a terrible twist with Jack. He did things no human could do. He cared not one whit about the sanctity of life, and over the course of his over-century-and-a-half career in mayhem... Neither the police nor even the armed forces were unable to stop, much less capture, this gravity-defying deviant. In the end, the legacy of spring Jack may be as much about the psychology of panic and the virulence of fear as it is about the unknown entity within human abilities who terrified an entire nation. Oh, the legacy of brutality, spring Jack. So, yeah. All right. Well, he's a touchy feely fucking mm. dude, yeah. man. No, he's he's not a hero. He's not no. one to be in, like when uh, Bobby Brady was looking up to Jesse James. We all learn from yeah. a young age. Yeah, Springhill Jack is not to be your mentor. No, no, no. no. He's got to keep his hands to him. You know what, Jack? You jump, but you know what you do. You keep those hands to yourself. Yeah, if you only jumped and spooked, you know what? I can almost support your anarchistic. Savoir faire. <laughs> it's, 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 his, it's his art. Is yeah, that what you're saying? It's his art. If he was like the Andy Kaufman of the 1800s, yeah, just he just cackled. Yeah. Like weird incandescent spectacles. You can't go and, tickling ladies' breasts. It's not right. Oh, the scratch and the tickling. Oh, and the murder. And the murder, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that crosses that, lines. He tossed the, the kid into the, what was it, the torrid pit of shit or something <laughs> like that. Torrid pit of shit. <laughs> I wish I had written it. Wow. You've, out, you've outwritten me. I'm so proud of you right now. All right, so there's obviously a, a, a lot of different, uh, I think, ways that we can uh, sort of approach this, which is a lot of it we already actually did in the story. But the the whole, uh, you know, like mass hysteria thing is kind of interesting with this because it seems like it started as kind of like, a, you know, there's obviously reports of, of these attacks, but then it's almost like, like word is a virus where it spreads. Absolutely. Like that, what was that fuck was that movie Pontypool? Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah not a good, not no. a good example, but still, sort of one of those things where like but an interesting the, uh, idea. It's a cool idea, yeah. But maybe like where uh, you know the maybe a couple of attacks did happen. Maybe it 
it did exactly happen how they say, and all of a sudden it just spreads to the country, and next thing you know, there's fucking Spring Hill Jacks everywhere. It definitely seems like it's, um, <clears throat> it almost has to be a combination of some real events. Granted, some real events that might have been misinterpreted, may have been exaggerated, may have seemed more supernatural than they actually were, um, yeah, and then yeah. capturing the public imagination, or even possibly, I mean, I'll go on the limb here, and an actual paranormal event or two. Yeah, could be. But that, like you say, um, you know, through the the virus that is terror, yeah. it spreads, and all of a sudden people are just seeing it everywhere. Like, to me, the two separate phenomenons are decidedly a pop culture and psychological phenomenon right. that absolutely is in play. What is either a, a really extraordinarily executed and prolonged hoax or a couple of genuine supernatural encounters right. peppered up by some copycat hoaxers and then amplified by a nationwide plague of sightings, most of which are probably inside of people's heads. This might bring us back to my Roy Burns theory. Which is? Remember Roy Burns? I don't. He impersonated Jason? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I was oh like, oh, my you know fucking why? God. It's Halloween. So Friday 13th Friday is Friday 13th apropos. is Halloween. Okay. Fuck you. <sighs> Roy Burns theory aside. Uh, yeah, no, it could be a, a series of copycats, totally. There is definitely... When you get to shit like where the fucking this poor little girl dies and they're just like, which is horrible, and, and a fucking court determines the the fucking aut, the lack of an autopsy and they're like, oh, it was Spring Hill Jack, like shit like that is what makes me think this is hysterics. This is people that are just caught up in the moment, a hundred percent freaking the fuck out. That is part of what's going but on. The actual attacks that happened in the in the the, the first two one the, the yeah first, the, early, the first the early two attacks ones. seem to be sort of legit. Like there seems to be enough evidence there to back it up. Where I think, the mayor's getting involved, and he's like, "Hey guys, I'm sorry, the Lord Mayor." Yes. Um, or he's like, "Hey guys, you know, there's this fucking, you know, no, there's clearly a, something going on." A dude went around, or somebody went around, right. and did some creepazoidal stuff. Yeah, it was being whether a real it was the same toucher. person or not. Right. I mean, maybe it was the Marquis of Madness or whatever the fuck his name is. Up to that, <laughs> it sounds fairly legit. They found out this guy's just was. A, a fucking creeper. And it could have very shit. well. That could have been the entire but, story. Is that dude doing that shit? All right, but so, not the later ones. No, the later ones not, are kind of when you get to him slapping the guard and being bulletproof <laughs> and being bulletproof, or standing yeah. in front of an armed mob. Yeah, bullets all over the Jumping wall he away. was in front of. Yeah, see, those are the things that are either legitimately inexplicable or, um, I, then, then you're talking about literally dozens, if not scores, of people lying now it's one thing to think you see him on rooftops hopping and then it's like a, a trick of the eyes right. combined with your own fear but it's another thing to be part of an organized posse and Going even, even if him, some yeah. of the guys even if it's like <clears throat> bullshit like fishing stories where you know the, he was this big and you know we almost got him um at least a couple people are going to be putting down the legitimate story like are going to tell their heirs or right. write it down like yeah, no, it was a cat, you know, got fucking caught up in the nightshirt of sure. old Miss O'Reilly and was just waddling around and we shot it three times. But I could see away. a whole group of militia people all missing and not wanting to look like dickheads. Yeah, totally. And going, oh no, we got them. Yeah. The marks were like, definitely you know, you know the mark. I, mean? yeah. I can totally agree with that. Only only in that situation. I mean, unless maybe he is, you know, he has a phasing ability like fucking uh, Martian Manhunter fucking, um, uh, fucking Vision. I mean, right. he can phase. All right, for the sake of argument, um, because we're going to have to deal with all of this, let's just assume that it is what they say. All right. So yeah. what are we... 
dealing with here. We're dealing well, with I mean, well, wait, a what humanoid is an creature off the table. Well, Everything's I, but, on the well, table. Well, I think that this actually, and this is perfect timing. This goes back to the old fucking go-to, the old heller space. So demon or alien? Sit down, children. Let Papa tell you about the old <laughs> heller space, where it comes from hell. Or it comes from space. Those are two of the main theories. Could be. I mean, we're talking demonic or we're talking alien. The alien thing's interesting because it kind of has a Superman effect of, like, gravity's different for it. Which yeah. would completely explain how it can fucking jump and leap and burst a cough of Suspiria across fucking <laughs> London and not give two fucks. True. Might also even kind of play into the whole blue flame thing. If it's flame, I'm if still not flame. convinced. It's if it's flame, a blue but. flame, that's like that means you're burning like zero oxygen, and then you're just, you're you're fucking. That's gonna be uh, that, that that that's like a, like a cutting torch. That's just gonna melt you. I don't see how someone could fake that. A cutting, not a not at that torch? time. Like I, I don't like, know. Assuming but people, that that's again, what people I mean, saw. If you, if you have alcohol in your mouth, you like that. Is it gonna be blue flame? I think that I'm dumb. And, but I think that fire only burns not blue when it's getting fed too much oxygen. I'm almost positive. I could be wrong. Okay. Somebody out there is smarter than me. Chuck Quilty, I'm looking at you because I know he's listening and he's a smart guy. He could tell me if I'm right or wrong. Fair blue enough. is a hotter flame. Blue is a right? hotter flame, yes. Because when you're using a cutting torch, <clears throat> when you ignite it and you, you're changing your settling settings on it, because I did this this week, I didn't almost cut my hand off. With so a, glad with fire <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you get it blue and that's what you actually melt metal with so if you hit flesh with that you're toast and he belched it in a woman's face but also too i you've seen people to doing shots of alcohol and catching on fire and that's blue because it burns off super quick right because there's no oxygen there to feed it okay so we'll save that for the the skeptical pile. okay well we're talking you about know, the potential what? of something weird and we would agree i guess that if it was extraterrestrial or demonic, it could possibly puke flames, have red eyes, well, yeah, not be a slave to gravity, All right. have devilish angular features. The pointed ears are a dead giveaway. Nah, I guess. He's a sexy alien or he's a sauntery demon. He probably would. He's, probably, he's here for our women. We know that. He would be like fucking fronting for a, a proto Jane's addiction or something. <laughs> Let's Some just say that I, hyper goth I, band. I think that we've covered all the skeptical like, stuff pretty well. It's it's all there. It could be plenty of fucking things. Yeah, yeah all right. So it's it's fucking it's uh, aristocratic frat boys spitting flaming alcohol there at debutantes' faces. Yeah, I don't know what accounts for the playing, red glowing eyes. Playing grab booby. Playing there grab booby. Yep. Doing it with metal claws and getting a little too vigorous, not meaning to kill until, of course. They oh, we're do. not letting them off the hook. They're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be well, shot. if it isn't indeed them. Yeah. So if we're the talking same them, if we're talking hell or space, right. Chris, where do we go from hell or space? What do you think? <laughs> you can go anywhere at that point. What's broad I mean, spectrum? Demonic. Yeah, I mean, you can't. How do you place it anywhere, really? Yeah, like it's, I, well, okay, if so all of it's tr If everything they said is true about it, right? Then it, what do you do? It's too much. <laughs> like, yeah, what do you want? No, yeah. He's a supervillain. That goes past ultra terrestrial. That goes into like truly diabolical. It just could be anything, really. This hyperdimensional, beyond the pale. It's something that is like petty and cruel, like an Old Testament God that just for some reason likes the base urges of inspiring terror and, you know, giving into, you know, sexual urges and should be beyond it if they have all these abilities and, and, and skills. But no, aren't. man, he's grabbing boobs. Like it could be like an old timey God, an ancient pagan God that is just unleashed 
and, and doing his worst. I don't think that's the case, but All I'm right. just saying there, no, you know, Chris mean, is right, it, but it's bigger than your average you know, yeah. just weird thing floating through the woods. Right. Like, yeah, right. what do you do? This is expansive. As, I mean, as much as it could it could be that, it could could entirely be a robot. If it's an extraterrestrial Like, well, I mean, design. a robot would make be able to spit fire more easily in my mind because there's a physical way to make that happen than, right, than just saying, person. oh, a unless demon. Because I mean, physically, we don't but, know yeah, how well, unless a it's living thing, assuming, that's how it interacts with oxygen. That's what I mean. We, we have I'm no assuming way to if it's a demon, though, I mean, I'm sh- don't demons, I mean, I guess yeah. a demon could do <laughs> it. Demons a demon, they could do it, so it's a demon. <laughs> demons do that? Like, I don't know. Ghosts, I mean, in our like, real world, right. we can make a robot that does that. Yeah, we can. We can totally do that. We, but we, we don't know how to make an organism no, but fire. we also know how to. Ma- well, we can spit fire though. If, if you if you use like alcohol and a lighter, you can totally do that. That's possible. You can easily do that with like super high proof. Yeah, but they didn't have a lighter. Oh, it's true. There wasn't a lighter. Maybe some sort of flame device in his finger. He'd have to fucking look at his little metal claw. I'm just saying, and, going from the report, they didn't right. say like he held up Gene <laughs> Simmons to fucking. <laughs> he, he, they said they. Is this Gene Simmons? Did we just uncover this? Yeah, I, no is doubt. this the reign of terror? I think it's Mr. fucking Gene Mortis. Simmons? You think it's Mortis? <laughs> <laughs> no. It looks like Mortis. It, it kind of dances does. like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Must be Jack the Ripper, <laughs> or not Jack the Ripper, <laughs> fucking Springfield Jack. Oh shit! All right, I, I like the, I like your Mortis. Uh, I like your Mortis. I don't inclusion. know. I can't, can't quantify it if it's all real. That you can't. Yeah, you no, can't. Yeah. It's impossible. But I think that what we're probably likely dealing with is a few incidents that maybe are genuinely paranormal. I mean, it's very difficult to explain the jumping more than anything else. Like, unless everyone's lying, every girl that sees him, every every the posse jumping, that runs into him. The really jumping is the one consistent sh- thing to it Just really dope, Except like a grappling hook, case. and just people like are not seeing it. Yeah, but it's dark, and he runs down an alley, and just... But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not, he's not walking himself up the side of a building Dude, Batman no. style. He's never reported doing He's it, always reported he, jumping. He can Right, it looks like he's jumping, but it's, it's got this dope little pulley system. Oh, the dope pulley system. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Could. I mean, I mean, the odds of that is the same odds as a robot to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Dope little pulleys. <laughs> a dope pulley system. All I would right. totally want the spring Jack home kit, you know. Yeah, totally, Like they used dude. to make those Spider-Man and Iron Man. They still do, actually. Yeah. You know, toys I love you those. the face and the, the web slingers. It's just stuck like that. Remember yeah. the hook and then you just went, it went up? Yeah. Oh, the toy. The yeah, toy. So yeah, I love totally. that one, too. No, I mean like the actual suit you can put on. Oh. That would be dope as shit. So it's weird if it's fucking real. It's still weird if it's not. It's weird either way. I mean, and now was he ever tied into the whole Jack the Ripper thing? Yes. Uh, that's why I, some that's people why I have speculated Ripper, yeah. that maybe they're the same, but that is really vague. And one of the reasons I said that it's over, but it's not over is that appearances of a very similar entity happened in New Mexico and I think Texas. So in the, in Wasn't the early there in uh, like the, the Ukraine 20th too, right? century. Yeah. yeah. And even in 2005 in England, somebody reported seeing something that looked shocking, but nowadays you could easily find I a know. way. If you found somebody really good at parkour and they're basically dressed yeah. like judge dread, and they're doing some crazy shit with some light in the dark <laughs> eyes. So you're right, as I'm saying. Then, Fucking, I am the law, and he's parkours away. Gosh, shit, I've been served. Yeah, then you might. You're be going able to, to say a fucking that. ISO cube. There you go. But I really do think it's one of those unique combinations of the frailties of the human psyche combined with. I mean, that would be a fucking demon's mo. 
to just plant a seed yeah. and let the terror spread to the point where possibly even, even though I know we all agree it's a dubious diagnosis, uh, a poor, frail, sickly little girl might get herself into such a tizzy that her heart gives out. I think that may have been uh, that may have been uh, just placed on him because uh, they had nothing else to do. It was probably like, oh, meningitis or yeah, something yeah, horrible. Know. Yeah, but yes, yeah, I don't think he actually killed that. And little here's girl. the other thing, but too. he did kill the other one by throwing her in the shit pit. A shitbag pimp. That's fucking. I don't even know how it worked back then. <laughs> oh, in England. you're saying the pimp like, killed her. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to throw on the helmet and the cape and everyone's going to say Spring Hill Jack killed her. Like, at this point, <laughs> you could start doing... Like, if you're like a yeah. scumbag molester, you're like, I'll just don the outfit and everyone's going to yeah. blame that fucking guy. I mean, of if, course, then you still have to escape... By jumping and awfully assume high. assume that uh, if no one catches you, because if they do catch you, then you're going to get saddled with all yeah. of the Spring Hill Jack yeah. fucking murders, touchings, scrapings, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so I true. guess that would be yeah. a real shit. Like, it might seem like a good plan at first. Like, everyone's just going to think it's this demonic entity. But when Bill Riley gets busted, he's like, fuck. Fucking Bill Riley. Fuck. Really? <laughs> Fucking Bill O'Reilly. Oh, I don't even busted. Know. <laughs> yes, that, you know, I can see it. He's another one you'd slap. <laughs> yeah, I can see him doing that. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, Heller Space, uh, demon, criminal, alien. Or combination or thereof. Or combination thereof. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, again, possibly this could just be mass hysteria. I think that we're kind of, we're all over the board with this one. Yeah. Really. Well, you kind of have to be. What yeah. if aliens made a deal with Satan and it was a partnership? One of those rarely Dude. seen. Because something that hails from another <laughs> galaxy or deal. even dimension might not just have typical earthlings to deal with no. maybe they can deal with angels demons fucking deities from hindu mythology okay. whatever so and so when they go to hell they're like hey listen let's do an exchange program let's work right. this out we need to extract terror from humans because it gets us really high right but we look like teletubbies they didn't know what they were then but they can see in the future <laughs> we can't do it so it's like, like oh this guy yeah jack all right so he's your man hell and space so together combined erotic terror creates this fucking awesome buzz for the aliens they let the demon do it he extracts it gives it like a look a deal all, a right, barter. all right gotcha actually no, i, I think you. it i think it is a robot then because satan's like i can't make a robot because i can't create so maybe so he needs the aliens to make the robot and he's like but you got to make it look hell, like a de demon but they built the robot <laughs> to look exactly like, like a, a demon, demon. <laughs> so the demons were like uh collabing with the aliens saying no more angular yeah point them ears up oh, at first wow. it was blocking it's like no nah, you gotta have the nose you gotta yeah. have the fucking no oh, do you want man. this to terrify and titillate yeah. listen to me <laughs> all right it's ready does it breathe fire nope well <laughs> Back at it, fuckers! Ah, Come on, to the drawing <laughs> board. Oh my god, this is a, this is easily like, like 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 a fucking fifteen year project. Oh, it's it would just take a long time. Dragged like they started out. in the, like the 1700s. Oh, Jesus they, they Christ! They finally got it done. 1837. They fixed it up. All of this is in the files of Operation Fucking Pitchfork. Yeah, which oh, we sure. have mentioned yeah. before. And then it came to life, and they tried to control it, and it, 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 it it's crazy Moss because it's, it's, all, it's, it's got itself. demon yeah. logic. <laughs> It went nuts, and they're like, oh, fuck it, we don't know. No one knows. Fuck it, we don't know. This thing's moss They just let it go. Moss grab boobs. Satan can't yeah. do anything Moss grab boobs. Like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. It wants to grab boobs. What do we do? Plausible deniability. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said any responsibility oh, for man, it. They made, it a, they made a fucking touchy, molesty fucking robot, and yeah. then they're like, we can't control it. Science fuck it, let fucks it do up. It. That's part of the deal. As much as I was well, Luciferian science, science. Yeah, Luciferian <laughs> science. Yeah, Inter, inter 
conventional Luciferian oh, science man. almost it's got like a 78% chance of going rogue every time man we went so deep I just wanted to think that it was going to be a demon <laughs> I wanted it to be simple I'm like it's a demon he's cool he's kind of a dick an alien robot demon that goes rogue is right. so much more satisfying All right. that, well, that makes sense go. in my yeah. brain it, yeah you know what Chris uh, you and Rob have uh, sold me on this they just they fucked up they they, they got too they big for science yeah. isn't that they really what it always up. comes down when something this weird happens like you it always up. comes down to that one sentence yeah they, they fucked, fucked up, up. They fucked yeah. up. <laughs> there it is all right all right so there you have it spring jack continuing hey this is the end of our october celebration because halloween's this week Yes, days so, away. So, uh, yeah, be, be sure to enjoy your Halloween. Do I don't do like creepy, spooky shit, but do it like within consent and do it within like you know like no, be normal about it. Yeah, don't yes. just, don't jump and touch women inappropriately and breathe fire on them and do fucked up shit because that's fucking rude. That's and fair. no one needs that shit. Yeah, so. Um, so a non spring heel Jack Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Listen. Sexy Halloween. Well, you do your parkour safely. Uh, yeah, do, yeah, absolutely. Listen. Work on your grappling hook slash pulley system. Yes, do your parkour. Get your grappling system. If you have a sexy outfit, you know what I'm going to say? Wear it. Do it. Do what you want to do. Feel good about you. Although I did see a sexy um, Mr. Rogers outfit, and I was like, what? huh, weird. That's going a little left field. Well, I don't know if I'd even recognize it as that. Yeah, just because the yeah, was, there's one yeah. thing when I think sexy, it's always Fred Rogers. Yeah, so I guess no, yeah, no, I was wrong. That's true. It's not what I think at all. So uh, enjoy your Halloween. Be safe. Uh, be be spooky. Do it. Yeah, do all Boom. that. Much fun. Um, so do do. Be do, careful with your robots. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, if you like, if you fucking build a robot, if you think you're done, make sure you go kill through it. all the way. Yeah, all the specs totally. one more time. Totally, because you just never know. Um, uh, uh, T Public. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, we're only doing it what? Yeah, fucking 150 yeah, times fucking now. Still can't remember how to end the show. Um, T Public. Uh, visit our T Public shop. It is hellorspace.com. It is. We have that. We recently launched a new Hellorspace T-shirt. Actually, a Black Sabbath Volume Four little parody. Check that out. We've got stickers, pins, magnets, T-shirts, uh, totes, hoodies, all kinds of fun Dance. stuff over there. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. $1 will get you a shout-out. $5 will get you a shout-out and some bonus audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, as previously said, I just put up an interview with my, with my wife and I discussing alien and or elf sex. Spoiler alerts, she is not okay with it. Ha! So, yeah, surprise. Shocking. <laughs> So check that out. Uh, it's the social medias, the Instas, the Twitters, the Facebooks. Thank y'all, everyone who uh, participates over there. Our Facebook group, awesome. super fun. Holy yeah. shit, it's some dude. Some of the memes in there are fucking awesome. They're so funny. Yeah, they, I giggle they a lot. Really, of those. I spend so much time. <laughs> it's Joyce, right? Joyce, she posts does them up of, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh my god, Joyce oh, it's is, fucking, is fucking killer. Yeah, this shit is so funny. So check it out over there. Oh, that's all that we have to promote. Any closing thoughts, comments, sentiments? No, just stay away from satanic science. Yeah. I kind of like satanic science. I just want to build a robot no. not smart enough. I ain't got the smarts for robot Rob. Wow. MIT 666. Oh, I'm not, Alma dude, Mata. That might be another t-shirt. <laughs> We're going to get sued by someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The satanic institute. It's sick. Satanic <laughs> institute of science. Science. It's sis. <laughs> Thank y'all so very much for joining us. Enjoy your Halloween, and we're talking to you soon. Oh. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye, one and all. <laughs> you can do your, your tiny Tim. Come on, do it. God bless us, everyone. Oh, I can't wait to see you die. <laughs>